A lot has changed over the weekend in the NFL world. We've got a new team holding the number one pick in the NFL draft, a blockbuster Bears and Panthers trade for number one. What the top 10 of the NFL draft looks like now, a little mock draft snippet, the top 10 picks in the NFL draft from Matt Williamson, Jalen Ramsey trade, and a whole bunch more as legal tampering begins on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. A blockbuster, Matt, happened between the Chicago Bears and the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers moving all the way up to number one in the NFL draft. The Bears now own the Panthers ninth selection in the NFL draft, Matt. I'm sure everybody knows uh, the moving parts here and what happened, but it was number nine, a first-round pick in 2024, wide receiver DJ Moore, a superstar wide receiver now going from the Panthers to the Bears as part of the deal, a second-round pick, the second second-round pick from um, the Carolina Panthers, which was part of the, the Christian McCaffrey trade. So some some extra picks for for the, the Panthers there from maneuvering during the season to have this, uh, to, to be capable of making this move in the post, in the in the preseason, postseason, offseason, as we are right now, uh, and then another second-round pick in 2025. So, um if you count DJ Moore as a first round pick, this is pretty standard now what we're seeing. If you're moving up 10 picks in the draft, getting up high in the first round for a quarterback, you're going to be giving up first round picks uh, in two drafts post the draft that you're in, swapping those first round picks and some other day two picks as well. So uh, a first round pick, DJ Moore, two second round picks to go along with swapping number nine and number one. And the Carolina Panthers moved up for who, Matt? I think it's Stroud, but I'm just kind of going off Vegas, to be honest with you. The betting odds are heavy on C.J. Stroud. I think a lot of that comes from Josh McCown. I think you brought this up like a month ago that, you know, Josh McCown did a bunch of videos with the uh, underdog folks, I think it was, you know, yeah, and, Josh, and it's Josh yeah, Norris. Josh Norris, Josh Norris, and he does great work. And if, if you go look at those, it's pretty clear that his favorite, not that he's in charge of this decision, is Stroud. And it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think he's safe. Um, couple notes. Let, let, let's take this. Let's unpeel this a little bit from Carolina's side first. Is they gave up a lot, and we'll get to that. But at least they have an early second this year. They have their second next year, and they have their first the following year. So it's not like the cupboards are totally bare draft pick wise in t- in terms of the next couple years. I mean, it, you have some premium picks still. Um, I also think it's noteworthy that they currently, this second, and I'm sure they can restructure some others, have about $22 million in cap space, you know, so they can go get some things that they lost and, you know, help build around whoever that quarterback is. And what I think is really noteworthy that I haven't seen a lot of people unpack is this very well could be a rough year for the Panthers. I mean, it's probably going to have a rookie quarterback. They don't look like a contender. But one year from now, much like the Bears, the Panthers have tons of cap space for the next offseason. So 
if you suffer through the 2023 season, your quarterback looks like he belongs. They, they have an O-line in place, so it shouldn't get disastrously ugly. That maybe we're talking one year from now that, boy, look out for the Panthers. They have a defense in place. They have an O-line, and they have all this cap space, you know? It's interesting that the the deals the past deals that could make the the future deals in the NFL and and yeah yeah uh, you know the 49ers had extra comp picks that they knew were coming so they felt okay trading a second third fourth fifth round pick to the Panthers for Christian McCaffrey the Panthers now have these extra draft picks so it helps them feel like well we've got an extra second round pick we still have a second round pick this year if we trade up in the first round we still have a, a second pick next year and um, it allows them to do some maneuvering and feel better about the deals they're able to do. Now the Chicago Bears have extra picks, and now they'll feel better about the deals that they're able to do. They could go trade for a a veteran player if they want. They could still maneuver around in the draft. They'll have an extra first-round pick next year to do things. So um, it, it, the, the aggressiveness of a lot of the GMs currently in the NFL has moved so much draft capital around and so many players around that it's allowed teams, I think, to do more than ever before. And it's made for more exciting off seasons, really. So, uh, and it's great for content creators like ourselves. So uh, I love it. I I love the move for the bears to be able to get the best receiver they could have possibly gotten this off season too, which is really huge that they were able to get DJ Moore in this, by the way, DJ Moore, he's 25 years old. He'll, he'll be turning 26 uh, in the next NFL season. So it'll be his year 26 season, but through age 25, his 5,000 career yards would be the best all time for the Chicago Bears, Matt. It's insane. What's that? What'd you say there? You, so this is what I, I actually I, I haven't crossed I haven't cross checked this. So there's like so okay. much information that hits in a deal like this. DJ Moore would be the all time leading receiver for the Chicago Bears right now. He's only 25 years old. Wow. So his body of work is better than any Bears receiver in history. Is what you're telling me thus far. It's the the that's mind boggling. As long as the Bears have been around and they've, you know, they've got a Lombardi, they have not had a good quarterback receiver combination for for a long time. Like you got to go back to forever. Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall and or maybe like Kramer and 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 Curtis Conway. A lot of those are short lived too, like you said. Right. Yeah, yeah and, and none of them Willie were Galt. For a decade long. Yeah, Jim McMahon and Willie Galt. How long did that last together? Right, right, right. Interesting. So I want to get to the Bears here maybe in the next segment because I think they're very, very fascinating. But the Panthers, to me, they're under David Tepper, they are showing that they are amongst the most aggressive and you know organizations out there they were in on watson not everything fell through but they've been very aggressive even trading mccaffrey which looks like you know helped make this facilitate this deal they worry me a little bit though you know like this isn't a fortune 500 company i wonder if they're a little too aggressive i, I mean i get trading up and if this guy is a franchise quarterback stroud young whomever it's all worth it I just think they might have given up too much. And part of it's just because I'm concerned with this class, to be honest with you. If this was Luck or Lawrence or Burrow, you know, I get it. I, I just think you might regret it. It's funny. Friday morning before this trade went down, we had Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus. And my question to him was, is a team really going to spend three first-round picks plus for a, a, an outlier of a 5'10", 195-pound quarterback? Yeah. And maybe not, as it turns out. Maybe, maybe Young's there for the Texans at number two. Um, but it's it's really interesting, Matt, and I don't know where this came from. Maybe it's a lot of people reading those tea leaves. And look, uh, Josh McCown's not the number one decision maker, but you know he's the quarterback's coach. He's going to be mm-hmm. looking at the tape here. But it's really interesting to have that perspective of being able to watch a video of Josh McCown 
count, who's going to be in the draft room, has some say, will be coaching the quarterback that they draft, and you see him break down film of these prospects. And he didn't get to Anthony Richardson, I don't think, but I, I've no, watched I the I watched the Will Levis. Didn't seem like you know. I thought there was. I don't think he's going to be the pick. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna be, we didn't crush him or anything, and he didn't yeah, really yeah. say like I'm going to rank these guys one, two, three, or anything like that. But you could tell just from that, and I think just from what we already thought anyway about this class, it would the, the mm-hmm. decision at one is probably between Young and Stroud. Stroud, yeah. and he was and he was really uh, complimentary of both of those quarterbacks. But it just felt a little bit like maybe he would lean towards Stroud. But look, he's not making the final decision. There's a GM, right. there's ownership, there's a head coach, all you know, and, and you know, scouting department, all you know that, that have a say in this, and, and probably a bigger say than he does getting hired. You know not that long ago and is, you know, as a, as a first time coach in the NFL. So um, we'll see who it ends up being, by the way, I, I cross check this DJ Moore, 5,201 career receiving yards in five seasons through age 25, Chicago bears, all time leading wide receiver, 5,059 yards. So DJ Moore would wow. be the career leader. Uh, in Chicago Bears history, if if he accumulated those stats with the Bears, Johnny Morris, by the way, is the guy he played between 1958 wow. and 1967. Uh, Alshon Dre- Jeffrey uh, of the modern era players, Alshon Jeffrey's number one at four thousand five hundred and forty nine, just ahead of Walter Payton, who's number four, and Mike Ditka, <laughs> wow. number five. Wow, I mean, great players, but that's some amazing stats considering how long the Bears have been around. Like that has yes. to be one of the lowest receiving leaders in a franchise period you know i mean of any team like i mean the texans have andre johnson and you know hopkins and guys like that that are already past them I mean, some of the newer organizations right and and justin fields i bet uh i bet after a couple more years justin fields is gonna be knocking on the door with the quarterback stats he's probably already <laughs> right. the leading uh quarterback rusher in jets history after two years so i, I guess we'll go to break here but you know the panthers are they're all in on their guy if it hits great if they don't they're in trouble. I mean, I really think it's that simple for them. You know, I mean, they, they pushed all their chips in and, you know, you're spinning the wheel, whatever. If it comes up black, they win. If it comes up red, do you lose? I think it's that simple where the Bears are much more complex to me. I will say one quick thing with the Chicago Bears before we move on to some other yeah, trades. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll finish this episode taking a quick mock look at what it might look like now in the top 10 of the NFL draft. The Bears did trade out of a spot where there was a, a blue chip prospect for them to draft mm-hmm. and if they just kind of get guys because because I, I was looking at that what, what would a mock draft look like for the chicago bears and you know they could they could they could build a, a they could build a lot of a foundation for their football team but if you're just getting kind of do the guys and you pass on someone who's the next great pass rusher in the nfl mm-hmm. I could see how this doesn't work out amazing for the Bears. It's all about the star power of what they got in DJ Moore, that future first-round pick next year. Uh, those are the real keys for me with the Bears. The other pieces could be really good, too, and they could turn this into something amazing. They could do more trades, and it could be huge, but it could also be like, oh, man, okay, but you trade out of an opportunity for a blue-chip player, and you don't draft any blue-chip players with the rest of those picks that you got from the Panthers. So you know, next year's first will be, will be huge for this trade value in the end when we grade it later. But right now, it looks like a big win for the Bears. I adore what they got back, but that was my only concern as well, is you're not going to end up with Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. I mean, unless something off the field with Carter hasn't fall that far, but this is a a draft devoid of blue chip guys. Your pick isn't that much different than 15, 18. You know, I mean, you'll get a good player. It probably won't be a blue chip stud prospect, but I love where the Bears are at right now. 
Next, let's talk Jalen Ramsey. The, the, the Rams are blowing it up. Jalen Ramsey, now a member of the Miami Dolphins, Deron Payne signing, and more to start the free agency frenzy. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Uh, love this mobile game app. Anybody who's a football fan that maybe at some point had want to be a GM in the NFL, uh, which was young me. And you got to give this game a try. It's, it's not as easy as you might think as well to create a dynasty, uh, just as we find with real NFL GMs. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get control and manage of every aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build a historic dynasty. You know, you've got to get your combine numbers for your players. You've got to draft the right players to build your franchise, hiring and firing the right coaches and coordinators with playing the scheme, the type of football you want to play as a GM, managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms and navigating your franchise, free agency, draft, injuries, player personnel issues, all the ups and downs of a season, all in a challenging and realistic game world, ultimate football GM, completely free and playable offline, play on the go as you want to and when you want to. And Locked On listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On inside the game store. That's Locked On, all caps, one word. So make sure you check it out today. Download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores that's ultimate-gm.com ultimate football gm start your dynasty today what is going on matt with those los angeles rams we've got a blockbuster trade on the let's Eva. get to that in one minute i apologize but a couple bears notes i just want to throw out there too sure. before yeah. we move on is this is becoming a common approach when you already have a young quarterback is give me a future first, because if fields falls on his face this year, you're probably gonna have two high picks, you know, and, and then you're in the market again. You know, we saw the Eagles and dolphins take this approach and they both stuck with their guy, but it's great insurance. So I love that. Um, I love all the wealth of things they can do now. Um, more is Tremendous. I mean, that's exactly what they need. I mean, just the history of the franchise you mentioned, but that's so perfect for Fields. And as everyone knows, I'm sure by this point, and maybe by the listen to this, there'll be some people linked to them. In the next day or two, they might have McGlinchy or Hargrave or both locked up. You know, I mean, like they're going to add some big pieces, which you don't love from a star power perspective. Like, I, if you go blow 60 million on three guys in the next 24 hours, you probably won't get your money's worth out of it. You know, I mean, you'd rather have Will Anderson and, you know, Jalen Carter and those guys as your blue chip dudes, but their roster is about to get a massive jolt. Hey, they could move back up in the draft too. What if they Will could. Anderson right, right, right. was still there at pick five and they go back up and get him? you know, right. Right. Up to three or something. They still just keep more in the first round pick. You know, they, mm-hmm. they could do some more maneuvering here in the draft as well and find some more blue chippers, but they'll be busy in free agency as well. And I think it was important for Ryan Poles. And the reason they pulled this trade off is look, Maybe we're not getting a lot of action with the other teams. Let's do this deal now. That way we know we have the deal. And that way we know what we can do in free agency. We know where we're going to draft so we can plan our attack a little bit better. Absolutely. You know, we'll we'll get to where they sit, you know, at nine now. They'll probably end up with a offense or defensive lineman, you know, and great. You know, I mean, it's a good spot, but it won't be a blue chip dude. But I love where the Bears are at. And it's all about fields. Make him the best chance to succeed, much like it was with Hertz. And they've set themselves up well to do that. So kudos to the Bears. I would have taken that that offer in a heartbeat if I was Poles. When the new league year begins Wednesday officially, Matt, and all of these deals and new signings can become official, J. 
Jalen Ramsey will be a member of the Miami Dolphins. And all the Rams get in return is a 2023 third round pick, number 77 overall, and tight end Hunter Long. Long's fine. I mean, he's a number two tight end for them. I mean, he's small potatoes. Obviously, he's cheap. They're looking for cheap labor. He qualifies fine. I always kind of like them. Whatever. Um, this this deal is more about money than anything else. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people, myself included, thought the compensation for Ramsey would be higher. And I bet there's 25 fan bases out there. Like, why did my team make that trade? You know, well, you're, he's expensive and he's about to get more expensive. And I think he's 30, you know, so 30 year old corners or corners his age where, uh, you know, high 20, 30, wherever he's at, that are going to demand that kind of money historically don't hit talked about how the Panthers are an ultra aggressive organization. I don't know if anyone's more aggressive than Miami anymore. I mean, they're just, you know, going all in. I mean, they also picked up, they're about to pick up to his fifth year option. So I think the Brady rumors are done. The Lamar rumors are probably done. They're, they're, their trips are in the middle too. And they look like a very good team. You know, we talked a lot about Rogers to the Jets. Who's the best team in the East? Well, Miami's in the hunt. So on when you're playing against the Miami Dolphins and you're on offense, you're throwing against uh, Jalen Ramsey now yeah. and uh, David Howard, David Howard. And when Vic you Fangio. are Joe, <laughs> right. Yeah. And Vic Joe, we love, you know, he loves himself some, some high caliber cornerbacks. Yeah. And when you are on defense, you've got to cover Tyreek Hill uh, you've got the you know the Shanahan tree running game to, mm-hmm. to consider as well. Waddle on the other side. This is uh, this is a tough team to play against, and they've got high caliber players that they've probably got the highest caliber skill position offensive and defensive guys out on the outside in the entire NFL now. I think you're right. You know, and guys like Javon Holland and Phillips and Wilkins are three of my favorite young defensive players in the league who should only get better and better and. They do still have Chubb. You know, was that a good deal or not? Who knows? But he's a good player. Um, just take a step further. I was wanted to, mo- to mention Fangio because you mentioned the, the players. I mean, are there any better schemers than Fangio and McDaniel? You know what I mean? Like it, it, the X's and O's are going to be right where they need to be. And it looks like the Jimmys and Joes are right behind them now. So Tua, if he stays healthy, has shown that he can execute this offense at a high level. But I would invest in a Teddy Bridgewater or something still. And I keep hearing Miles Sanders is going to be a Dolphin, by the way. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Miles Sanders is a fit there with uh, with Daniel's offense. I wonder if Aaron Rodgers is like, ah, maybe I don't want to go play for the Jets. There's too much competition there in the (laughs) AFC East. Maybe that's why he's taking a little bit longer with his decision, which he said is coming soon recently. Why does anyone want to go to the AFC? Yeah, I would. I would definitely want to be in the NFC. <laughs> Heck yeah! But I like it for Miami. They're pushing their chips in. It's sometime like what happened with the Rams. The Bills are going to come due for Miami. That's probably a year or two down the road, or once Tua gets expensive. But he isn't yet. So you know, I think he's like a twenty-five million dollar hit in this, as a fifth-year guy. And you know, Tyreek won't be around forever. So they're pushing their chips in, much like the Rams did. And I sent out a tweet. I mean, I, I listen to Mike Lombardi pretty religiously, and he's been saying all along, Matthew Stafford, it could still be had. 
I don't know why anybody would invest in Stafford at his age, injuries, expense, you know, but I could see if you're, if you're up against it and and you're uh, a team that, you know, is okay with a a one and like, maybe if you're the jets, actually, if you're the jets, well, at least we get one year of Stafford figure it out again next offseason. Then he's cheaper. I mean, I wouldn't give up much to get him considering his age injuries expense. Mm -hmm. But my, my only question with the Rams is obviously they're blowing it up and Rams fans blowing it up. Isn't the worst thing in the league. You can bounce back in a year or two, you know, make a couple good picks, find your quarterback next year's draft or whatever. But are they moving Cup? Are they moving Donald? You know what I mean? Like there's two more chunks, you know, I I don't know what happens there. That's the big question. And really for those guys, they might start to ask out because they're like, well, what's going on here? You know, right, right, right. And and if you do have a star player on each side of the football, maybe the Rams are so bad that they pick first overall. Maybe you get a superstar quarterback. Right. Uh, Then. Maybe you're cooking again in, in 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 the window with Cup and Donald still, but mm-hmm. uh, you, you've got to you got to believe that they're at least listening on everybody. You have to. I mean, the, we've seen. I'm not sure how he would demand Tyreek Tyreek uh, compensation or AJ Brown, but you can get a lot for a receiver at Cup's age right now. You know, I mean, you better do it now, or you're going to be stuck with them in a year or so and not get anything out of the guy. So, oh, I, yeah. I would you know clean house coming off of injury. Even even still, you should be able to get a ton for Cooper Cup right now, I would especially so. with this draft class. And right. that's why it's a huge deal for the Bears to get DJ Moore. This he was the best wide receiver they could possibly get, better than anybody by far in free agency or in the, or draft. the draft. Yeah, it's a great point. It's a great point. And he's still young, and DJ Moore is also quite cost controlled at this point. Maybe he'll that's want a new deal too, but you know, right? So what? So we keep hearing rumors about you know, oh, uh, T Higgins could he potentially be trade? Uh, Brandon IU, mm-hmm. any team that has a guy who could be potentially a number one for a team that's currently maybe a number two, and teams yeah. are just like wolves because uh, what we've seen with wide receivers recently, the value there, and, and um, it's it's a tough position to find this offseason. Yeah, and this is a tiny little move, but the Giants supposedly just resigned Sterling Shepard. I think that's smart because you just don't want to be in the market. I mean, Sterling Shepard might not ever play again, and he's not great, but. Grab those guys while you can on the cheap. You do not want to be fishing for a wide receiver right now because they've gone up in price and value, period, and now the supply is so low. So if I'm the Rams, I'm shopping cup right now, and you might do quite well. A couple of moves happening here before the tampering period gets going. We'll come back Tuesday, and I'm sure we'll have a ton of news Mm -hmm. and new signings and uh, new rumored signings once the tampering really gets going here later Monday. Uh, But it looks like, a free agent that uh, was franchise tagged is actually going to be re-upped here before the new league year. Deron Payne, defensive tackle for the Washington Commanders, is now going to be the highest paid defensive tackle in NFL history, not named Aaron Donald, according to Adam Schefter, reaching an agreement on a four-year, $90 million contract that includes $60 million guaranteed. So Deron Payne not hitting free agency back with the Washington Commanders. And I can see Hargrave going past him in a day or two as the highest paid, second highest paid defensive tackle. And, you know, but this is a big buck. And I don't know that he's the household name that everyone realizes. He's very, very good. And I studied him extensively because I had high hopes that maybe the Steelers could get him, which is crazy. I mean, he's way more expensive than I thought, but he should be. I mean, impact the tackles like Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence and this new breed of guys that are in their second, third, fourth year are game changers. I mean, so the, I, I have no problem investing in him. I just wonder across that D line, are you going to be able to keep chase young and sweat? And I mean, all those first round picks are going to be pricey any minute now. 
a really great timing for Deron Payne cashing in, by yeah. the way, after his 11 and a half sack season last year, his first three seasons as far as like just sack output. And he's a first round pick and he's a really talented guy. But, uh, you know, it was like two sacks, three sacks and all of a sudden, oh, 11 and a half sacks. Perfect timing. Let's mm-hmm. go get 90 million dollars. So yeah. uh, congrats to Deron Payne not hitting the market re-upped with. The Washington Commanders, Johnu Smith on the move too. We're seeing this morning, and the Patriots getting out from under a one of their free agent tight ends from not that long ago. I don't know why Atlanta wants him. I mean, I know that there's a Tennessee connection with the head coach, and you know Smith is flashed, and mm-hmm. I've always he's always teased me like he's been sitting on the my bench in dynasty leagues forever, you know, and he's just you know just an ultimate tease. But some of these tight ends take a while. I mean, it has been a while. You would think he's you know in the mix. I mean. Folks, by the way, Pitts is more of a wide receiver than he is a tight end in terms of usage. It's not like, boy, they can't use a tight end. But John, who's not exactly a killer at the line of scrimmage either, I mean, in terms of blocker. But, you know, another weapon, I, I guess it makes some sense. But it's yeah, it, not threatening to Pitts. No, no. But, you know, it, it's a nice compliment to him. Very, mm-hmm. very different body type, even though uh, neither one is a, a world-beating blocker. But I'm no. sure they can use Pitts more split out now, and, and John New Smith can be a little bit more and move around as an H-back and do a lot of different things on offense. And the, the obviously the Tennessee connection, so I'm sure he's a player yeah. that, that Arthur Smith likes a lot. All right, real quick, let's take a look and, at the brand-new top ten. Another six five guy that can run you know right, they, exactly. they have a bunch of you know uh let's look at the like, new yeah. top 10 of the nfl draft next like you can bet on the draft by the way at FanDuel, america's number one sports book draft props who's going to be the number one pick for the carolina panthers we're seeing those odds change now once the number one pick did get moved and it's the mid midway point of the nba season as well so uh, it's the perfect time to download fan duel because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win just download the fan duel sportsbook app it's safe secure love the site love the app super easy to use then you can bet on everything money line point scores threes drained home runs baseball season getting going i saw my first san francisco giants baseball game on tv <laughs> Yesterday, Cactus League actions. So getting so excited for that. You can uh, bet on snooker if you even know what that is, uh, which which I, I don't really know anything about <laughs> on on FanDuel. So have some fun at FanDuel baseball season, college tourney, NBA, NBA or uh, NFL draft props as well. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Okay, Carolina Panthers are on the clock, Matt. How's this look for you now in the in the new top 10? Uh, it's really odd because 9 out of 10 mock drafts, Matt, before this weekend had Bryce Young as the number one quarterback in the draft. All of a sudden, the Carolina Panthers go up to number one. And C.J. Stroud becomes almost a heavy favorite to be the number one pick. That is that is very strange. I wonder if there's some secrets being told behind the scenes in some ways because that that that's a wild change here for everybody who watches the tape. Say Bryce Young's the best quarterback. Pick one, change his hands. Now C.J. Stroud seems to be the guy. Yeah, and I do think that maybe some of this was building as well because the last football game we saw of Stroud against Georgia was his best. And he, I don't say he answered some questions, but he showed that he can be a runner, a playmaker, an out of structure dude against an elite defense. So I think he started to gain a little more momentum after watching that tape. And everybody saw it, of course, and scouts have seen it forever. 
then he goes to the combine and probably throws the ball better than anybody else too, you know, and not that Bryce Young did anything wrong, but he's just standing there with three hoodies on trying to look big. You know, I mean, it, it, all he did, <laughs> if you notice, he never had like a t-shirt on or stood yeah. next to like Andrew Richardson, you know, he, his job was to look big for a week and that it, everyone else was doing things. So I guess I get it. I mean, it, but the way I mocked it out was Stroud and Young. Would the Texans be happy with either? Are they unhappy about this move? I, I don't know. I'm curious. I mean, if they've been linked to Young from the start, they probably still get him. At least that's what Vegas is telling us. Who knows? It's probably what the Panthers thought in this. They're like, well, we're sure about two guys. So mm -hmm. let's go to one because if we go up to three, those two guys might be gone if another team makes a move. Yeah, because I don't think Houston's moving. I mean, whether they're ha whether they have a line of delineation between Young and Stroud, who knows, but I think they'll get one of the two and Carolina will get one of the two and there you have it. And then the draft kind of starts at three. Yes, absolutely. So Stroud one to the Panthers, Bryce Young two to the Texans. Then what do the Cardinals do at three? Is there trade action? Can we see quarterbacks go one, two, three, four in this one, Matt? Could the Cardinals trade out of this this week? You know what I mean? Like everyone knows two quarterbacks are going. I have Richardson going four to the Colts. You've got to think the Colts are probably still going to take one. Could we go four quarterbacks in a row? Could the Colts just say, ah, let's just get up to three and make sure, and then, then we're good? Maybe, maybe. Or the Raiders want to get to three. Or, I mean, Lions or Seattle or a team like that or Atlanta or, you know, I, I don't know. I think that's interesting. But or, or were the Panthers the one team that was really willing to do something and everybody else in this draft class would see the quarterbacks and they're like, oh, they're okay, but we're not going to go crazy here. Right. And I would also think along those lines, if I'm Arizona – and people are calling me, I'd say, well, I want 95% of the package that the Bears just got. And right. I am not paying that. You and know I bet I mean? that's what the Panthers found when they called Arizona. It was like, hey, you know, when when you're on the clock, if you wanted to make a deal, what would that look like? And it ended up being just about the same, except for minus the 2025 second round pick. And then the Panthers are like, well, let's just go up to one then. Yeah, 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 right. That makes sense to me. So Worst case scenario for Arizona is they get their choice of the two defensive linemen. You know, great. That's not bad. I mean, you would have taken that a month ago, a week ago, but it might get sweeter. They might move down a little again, or who knows? So you've got Jalen Carter going here, and, and this is just you having him ahead of Will Anderson as long as the background checks clear up. Yeah, I think he's a better prospect. So I didn't want to kill the – I didn't know what to do with Carter in the mock, so I didn't want to kill him yet. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. If more comes out, we'll see. But I think he's a better football player than Will Anderson or a prospect than Anderson. The more I think about this for the Colts, Andrew Richardson. I mean, four feels really high for how much of a – somewhat of a prospect he is. But the raw tools, I mean, it's it, it, it doesn't really get much better from an arm athleticism standpoint. In fact, I don't think there – maybe has ever been a guy I can think of yeah, right. in recent history that, that has that much. And there's some good tape out there, some bad tape as well. Uh, you have to be confident in your job. And this is probably the last time. Uh, I mean, it's definitely the last time Chris Ballard would have an opportunity to draft a quarterback and just swing for the fences here and seeing what Shane Steichen did in Philly has to be part of this. Which is why I kind of like and Andrew or uh, Anthony Richardson here for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, and just install the Jalen Hurts plan. You know, we're going to have a lot of design runs. You have Jonathan Taylor. You have Quentin Nelson. Pittman's all right. You know, I mean, like, you have some pieces. It's not the supporting cast that Hurts had, but it's you have some pieces. Um, I, I think Richardson's going to go high. Things could get really interesting at five. Will Anderson's on the board here. He's your pick for the Seattle Seahawks. I think it'd be pretty easy for Seattle to make the pick here. Uh, mm -hmm. If, you know, if Jalen Carter is the guy or Will Anderson is the guy and uh, Jalen Carter passes the, 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 the investigation, the background checks that all the teams will do here. 
Um, but a quarterback could be in play as well. A trade could be in play here. The, the Seahawks are still in a pretty powerful position as long as there's three quarterbacks uh, and as long as there's three or four quarterbacks that people like and that there's two defensive studs that, that are in a tier of their own. The top five is where you want to be. I mean, if we look at three quarterbacks and two blue chip guys, Seattle's going to get one of those. I do think Seattle at five and Detroit at six, I keep going back to this, will consider a quarterback just because they both have two first-round picks. You know, I have Christian Gonzalez going six to the Lions. What if you took Levis and then at 20 or wherever they pick, they take the next best corner? Yeah. It's not Gonzalez. You know, what's what's the difference? at six, especially there, there yeah. might be a big gap, and you're just like, well, we've got to take the a quarterback like Will Levis, who maybe mm-hmm. he's not quite as uh, wowing as as Richardson is, but he's got a lot of physical ability, and he's good on the whiteboard, and um, he had an opportunity to to learn, you know, NFL verbiage and NFL offense under a former NFL offensive coordinator last year at Kentucky, even though, you know, things didn't go uh, amazing, uh, you know, looking back at multiple years of of his tape I, I would be shocked at all if, if quarterback ends up at six especially because yeah. it's just so much more valuable if you hit on that quarterback for the lions you can let them sit for a year um versus maybe getting a, a corner that's not all that different talent wise from the guy you could get at 20 or you can move up or you can move right. around with another pick too so really interesting there in the, in the top five or six picks before you get to the raiders at seven who you do have will levis going to yeah, and I think it's easier for the Lions to turn their back on a Christian Gonzalez or a Tyree Wilson than it is Seattle to turn their back on Will Anderson for a quarterback. You know, I mean, I think there's yeah. a gap there. So, and then I have Levis going to the Raiders. I mean, I'm curious, you know, will the league look at Levis and Richardson as the same tier as the top two, or there'll be a three guy tier? Who knows? But I don't think Levis falls far. Or will it be a situation like last year where, you know, there's rumors of, oh, man, this team likes this team and or this team likes this player. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, the, their teams are just letting those quarterbacks fall. We saw it in 2021 mm-hmm. with, with uh, Mac Jones is like, oh, is he going to go number three? It's actually, no, he actually goes 15. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Justin Fields, a, a team had to trade up to get him to stop sliding from number 11 when people thought he could potentially be the number two pick in the draft. So, um the, the, there still could be some sliding. It's, it'll be really interesting because I bet everyone's board is different as far as quarterbacks go and how much they like each guy. Yeah, and there's been a lot of Jimmy to the Raiders talk already. Would that be enough for them to just hold tight and wait till next year? Could Levis fall to a team like Tennessee or Washington, you know, somewhere in the middle of the first round? I guess it's possible, but I'm hearing a lot of good things about Levis. I have my doubts about him, but I guess he interviewed well, yada, yada, you know. We got Texas Tech defensive end Tyree Wilson going to the Atlanta Falcons. There's some scouts out there that are saying maybe they even like him more than Will Anderson because of his freakish yeah. size and, and wingspan and potential. I, I would take Will Anderson all day, but me too. Uh, well, how teams like those long arms and those guys that just have traits that 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 pass the eye test and uh, and pass that sort of uh, a physical prototype test like Tyree Wilson absolutely does. Yeah, and I think all this movement, Atlanta's quietly kind of happy. You know, like, we'll get a guy that we thought might have went five or six at eight or Gonzalez or, you know, Miles Murphy or whomever. You know, I mean, like, you get a pretty good player at eight with all these quarterbacks falling. Uh, skipping the Bears real quick, uh, number 10 here to finish the top 10, Devin Witherspoon, cornerback from Illinois to the Philadelphia Eagles, which is, you know, a, a really common uh, mock draft pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. But let's let's finish this up with the Chicago Bears now. The big trade, they've moved back from one to nine. What do you have the Bears doing now with their new slot at pick number nine, Matt? 
I gave him Miles Murphy, um, and I was really torn. I basically just flipped the coin, whether it would be Murphy or their choice of offensive linemen. You know, Skoronsky, I think, is really in play there, too. I mean, he's a Northwestern guy. It's a local feel. The Bears' offensive line could really use anything. But the problem with forecasting the Bears now is, like we said to start the show, like they may have signed two tackles by tomorrow. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you know, I think that their intentions will be a lot more clear three or four days from now. Yeah. And, and when we reconvene Tuesday afternoon, it's going to be a little bit later when we release the show. Uh, but we'll have a lot more information on that. And I have mm-hmm. a feeling later today, the the Chicago Bears are going to be very active Monday. Do they go defensive line heavy, which could tip it off and and they'll know they'll have their pick of at least one or two, uh, maybe all of the offensive linemen in the NFL draft at nine, and they might think that's better money spent uh, in, in free agency. Yeah. So we'll see how they attack things, and I wouldn't be shocked either way. Or they just sign everybody they can and go best player available at pick number nine, which would probably be smart as well. Last thing I'm going to throw at you, and I know your answer, but I was a little bit you know, enticed to throw Bijan Robinson there. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. It seems yeah. to be against it. Uh no, that, that you just don't. I know. The don't is no. I, I'm okay with you know a, a team dropping a stud running back in at the end, but you just you don't start there right, mm-hmm. to me. Like you have this opportunity, and and he he could be a great player in the NFL. Maybe they trade back again, then, then you know Bijan might be in play if you're mm-hmm. in the late teens or something, and he's just so far ahead on your board. And they do a lot in free agency, and now you've created this dynamic offense, and now your wide receiver group looks really good with DJ Moore being the number one and a true number one, and then you got a two and a three, and very different players in in Claypool and Darnell Mooney, and then you throw uh, you know a dynamic running back in on that. You've already mm-hmm. fixed your offensive line for the most part and feel good about that. I could see it, and you're adding more draft picks and more value there. Uh, maybe you're, you're not blown away with Miles Murphy or you're not blown right. away with players that are there for you in the first round of pick number nine. You can get more value and, and allow yourself to do more. Um, I wouldn't be against it. At nine, it would just be – no, It's just not the way you build it. I, I just mm-hmm. don't think a running back is going to add that many wins to your football team. The only time I really am in favor of drafting a running back high is if it's clearly going to make your young franchise quarterback's life, progress, maturity much, much easier. That's why I was kind of thinking about it. And maybe we'll revisit this in a week if they have Hargrave, McGlinchey, and Orlando Brown signed. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, it'll be a little different, but it is a little rich. And then even then I would say, ah, we'll just get Skaronsky then and get an interior guy too. Right. And maybe we'll see that. Maybe that maybe the Bears are sitting there thinking, well, Skaronsky's our guy. We love this guy. I don't mm-hmm. care if he plays guard. We'll we'll sign some tackles in free agency. He okay, played guard for us too. He's the best player for us at nine. And yeah, um, play, maybe play five spots. And it's you have the ninth pick. There's certain positions, certain things with the ninth pick that you can do, and you can find a running back, whereas yeah, vice yeah. versa, it's much harder to do the opposite so that's why i would say you got to go positional value there if you're the if you're the bears at night give miles sanders five million and be done or whatever you know or don't thanks everybody for making peacock and williamson your first listen love the big shakeup in the nfl we've got a new number one and we're gonna have a whole bunch of new players on new teams when we reconvene tuesday then the new league year new signings more trades probably some big time headlining quarterbacks potentially on the move as well. We'll have it all covered for you right here. Peacock and Williamson.